Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. Father, we are yet in 2022, and God, we're giving you honor. We're worshiping you. We're glorifying you. We cry out for the souls of men, God. We pray that souls will be saved this night all over the world. We pray that souls will be saved, God. Bring in our brothers and sisters, God. Hallelujah. Bring them in, God. Bring them in, Jesus. We cry out. We cry out. Bring them in, Lord. Have your perfect way in this place tonight. Move by your spirit, God. Let your anointing reign. Let it fall in here, oh God. Let it fall on us, God. We come to give you glory. We come to give you honor. We say there is none like you in all the earth. You everlasting God. You are our Lord Jesus. And we thank you. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. God, I thank you. Hallelujah. We honor you. Jesus, we honor you in this house, God. You are magnificent. Yes, you You're the great king. You're the great one, God. Yes, you are. Hallelujah. We shabbat your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. There is none like you, God. There is none like you, God. We stand in awe of you, God. We stand in awe of you, Lord. What an awesome sacrifice. You died, bled for us, God. Hallelujah. You made it possible that we're here today, God, because of your awesome love, because of your greatness. We are free. Who the Son set free is free indeed. We're free tonight, God. And we thank you, God. So move by your spirit in this service today. Do only what you can do. Save, heal, deliver, and set free is our prayer. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we all stand to our feet? Just begin to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's been sustaining us. As the song says, he's brought us this far and he's carried us through. He's been keeping us all these years. And after all these years, guess what? He's still good. He's still good and he's still God. Anybody know that he's still good? Anybody know God to be faithful? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we honor you. Hallelujah. We welcome in this place. We make for you a space. Come have your way. Come have your way in us. How we celebrate and we anticipate. Come have your way. Come have your way in us. We want to see you move by your power. So we lift it higher, higher. Glory to glory. Faith to faith. We want to see you face to face.
Somebody give God some praise in the house of the Lord tonight. Well, the first thing I'm going to say is fix that. The next thing I'm going to say is early happy new year. Early happy new year. And uh, I'm just going to be honest with you. I just wanted to get Pastor Deborah up here to prophesy because she looks so good. Hallelujah. We, I'm telling y'all, this, this is going to be a great outpouring. This is going to be a great outpouring. This is going to be a year of healing and deliverance. This is going to be a year of breakthrough, financial breakthroughs. This is going to be a year where you're going to walk into new dimensions and new seasons and new revelations. You're going to walk into and make your own portals. You're going to make your own doors and windows and gates. Yeah, Bill Gates and they, they don't have the market on what God has poured on the inside of you. There's deepness in you, there's greatness in you, there's power in you, there's authority and anointing in you. Use what God has given you. Place your family members, your friends, your loved ones, your co-workers, your enemies. Place them on the altar. Place your government and the decision makers on the altar. Pray for them. Use the word of God. Be, don't, don't be timid or afraid to speak the word of God. And hey, 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 read the word of God. That's what we need to do. Read the word of God. You don't understand the language that God has set up for you to change and rearrange the, the concepts, the ideas, and the thoughts that are coming at you. When you read the word of God, it'll change and rearrange those synapses and those neurons in your mind, you will walk out of something and you'll have, you'll begin to see new realms and new dimensions and weights of God's glory and his gifting and his power. You'll see angels in the room. You'll see angels in your home. You'll see angels moving on your behalf. Use the oil, the, the anointing, the oil of God so that he can do what he says that he's going to do. You don't have to be worried about those things that will bite and devour you any longer. You don't need to be worried about that because the oil will get rid of the enemy. 
that's been plaguing you, that's been plaguing our region, that's been plaguing our sons and our daughters. I'm tired of deception. I'm tired of the lies of the enemy. We need to go after what's been coming after us. After all, aren't we seated in heavenly places by Christ Jesus? Do we not have all a power and all authority given unto us by the Son of God? Who was given all power, seated at the right hand of God the Father? Use what's been given. Use it. Young men, young women, little children, they hear God. They know God. They're not afraid. Don't shush, shush them. Don't tell them to be quiet. Help them to speak freely. Help the babies. Help them. All right? We got more? Come on. Come on. Oh, let's play something fast. Come on. Let's, let's move. Oh, okay. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? The door is open. Thank you, sir.
Hallelujah. Anybody excited tonight? Oh, that, was, that wasn't good. I'm not going to be. Anybody excited tonight? There we go. There we go. There we go. Anybody want God to bless you? Anybody want God to bless you? You went through enough in 2022. You want God to, to bless you indeed in 2023. I, I'll be, I, I, I want him to bless me. But we're going to sing worship. We're going to continue in that same vein. We're going to celebrate and worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because he's worthy of it. Amen. Come on. So right now, I just want you to open your mouth and just begin to worship. Just begin to speak well of the Father. Just begin to tell him how awesome he is, how mighty he is. Come on. Come on. Just lift your voice right now in the room. Father, we worship you, Jesus. throne of the Lord I hear the elders sing at the feet of the king it's constant offering around the throne of the Lord they never cease to sing at the feet of the king it's a common thing they cry holy Holy Lord, so we cry, Holy, Holy God. Oh, yes, God, at the feet of the King, at the feet of around the throne of the Lord, they never get quiet. At the feet of the king, at the feet of the oh, they cry holy, they cry holy, holy Lord. So we cry holy, so we cry out to you, God.
Can y'all hear me sing? They cry holy, they cry holy, holy Lord. We cry holy. Our voice and we, we cry. cry holy, holy Come on, can we keep singing? God. Should they cry only? They cry holy, holy Lord. So we lift up our voice so we and we cry sing. Holy, holy one more time, one more time. Should they cry holy? So with our breath in our bodies, we cry holy, holy God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, there is no one else in all the earth that is like you. There is no one else that can do the things that you do. There's no other being, there's no material thing, there's no thing that we could want, there's no thing that we could desire that could take the place of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So Father, we take this time to celebrate you. This night is a culmination of all the things you've done for us, not just this year, God. Because one year does not make up how God has kept you all your life. Tonight is called Celebration of Praise because we are celebrating your faithfulness to us. I'm going to say that again. Tonight we are celebrating your faithfulness to us. We did not get here on our own. We did not do the things that we've done on our own. We did not accomplish anything that we've accomplished this year on our own. God, it is but for your grace, your mercy, your hand that has kept us, sustained us, and continues to keep us. We give you all the glory, all the honor all the praise. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, tonight I am excited for many, many reasons. Uh, I mean, I could really just really just brag on God, um, but, but we'll have testimony service next year. Um, <laughs> tonight we want to treat you all with not just praise and, and worship and dance, but we have a special guest tonight. My brother Cedric is in the building. He's been with us before. He's not a stranger to this place. So can we all give a warm welcome for our brother Cedric Hoard, who's going to, he's going to minister tonight. So let God use you. Oh man, thank you so much for the love. Uh, good evening, family. Uh, I love it. I love the energy. Uh, man, once again, my name is Cedric Dale Horde. Uh, I am your friendly neighbor from Milwaukee, uh, so I'm blessed to be here with my family. 
Uh, family, can you just wave your hand, let the people see you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm here with my wife, my baby girl, Sienna, um, and my brother and sister. Yeah. Yeah, amen. We can clap for that. <laughs> um, but man, I, I, I just really want to, to honestly continue just this, this, this mode that we're in of worship. And really my mode and my means of worship is through spoken word. So my task is really, really simple before you. I uh, just want to share this poem with you all. Uh, but sometimes I like to say that behind every poem, there is sometimes a deeper story or a deeper context behind it. Behind every poem, there is sometimes a deeper story and a deeper context behind it. And that is so true for this poem I'm going to share with you today. Really at the, the top of the year, um, back in uh, January of 2022, um, God was just really convicting my heart about some things. Any creatives in the room? Any creatives? I believe everyone should raise their hand. I think we all have a creative ability, right? Uh, but just some things that God was really working and convicting my heart on is I think sometimes as creatives, we can put so much pressure on ourselves. Almost finding our identity and our worth and our purpose solely in what we create. And God has just been convicting me and saying, Cedric, your worth, your value is not in what you create but it is found in your creator. He was telling me, Cedric, this year I want you to rest because sometimes faith is not always moving, but what if we realize that sometimes faith is resting? Faith is not moving. Faith is trusting that God is still moving even if I'm not moving. Man, so... It, I just see God in this. I think it's so amazing. Um, just the opportunity to share this poem because I think it's just truly reflective of just some things God has been speaking me, uh, speaking to me through this year. So I'm gonna cat with y'all. I'll be completely honest. This poem is new, new, like this week new. Okay. So I'm praying that y'all give me grace, uh, but I'm trusting that God will give me uh, speak of grace to memorize this poem. Um, but this poem is really near and dear to my heart. Pray it blesses you. As a poet, it always amazed me that the first thing the Bible tells us about God is that God was a creator. He painted landscapes with his words drew seas by what he saw, sketched his image into souls, molded the masses from majesty. His pulse resides in our personality. His righteousness reverberates in our gifts. We are creatives, created to be echoes of his character. We are shrines crafted from sovereignty. This world is God's art museum, and we are the monuments in his gallery. Yet, yet if we were honest, Sometimes this life has a way of turning museums into morgues. Has a way of making misery out of majesty. Our originality has become off. 
Distraction murmurs to our hearts, telling us to be something that you're not, that who you are is not enough. So we've minimized his masterpieces into mere mirages, once conduits of splendor, now confused counterfeits confined by comparison and competition. Our identity has become infatuated in impressing individuals. Idols inhabit our image. Isn't it interesting how our innovation is imprisoned by illusions? How black and white our thoughts have become. How we limit God to blue or red check boxes, yet I think God enjoys more colors than we think. I think God enjoys the colors we dare not touch. I think creativity is the cure to captivity. I think faith looks like coloring outside the lines. I think coloring outside the lines is not just seeing others who look like me, but look like him. How does God look? He looks like a writer who has no need for erasers. He doesn't make mistakes, and you are not one of them, do you? I said he's a writer who has no need for erasers, he doesn't make mistakes, and you are not one of them. Do you realize that your existence is the sound of God's heartbeat? All while questioning the reason why your heart beats your life is to be a crescendo of grace. Together, we are to be mosaic, modeled from our maker, tiny yet significant, small parts, pattern pieces produced properly for purpose, intricately and intentionally illustrated. I think we sometimes forget that we were God's idea. We are ideals ignited from his imagination, made wonderfully, craftfully, designed deliberately for destiny. So I need you to operate knowing that you have the ovation of omnipotence, overriding any opposition that tries to occupy your mind, for even your fragments are still worthy to be in his frame. God, God has need of all of you, even your tears will one day become the paint that you create from because you were crafted from a creator who uses everything for good. Can we praise God again for that? My goodness. Wow. Thankful that God is always speaking to us in every single form or fashion. He's in everything. Well, we want to take this time to make room for God. We want to take time to make room for God. We can get so caught up in the hustle and bustle of life that we can put our hustle in front of our faith. But we want to take this time to say, God, we're going to make room for you.
place for what I treasure. I make time for what I want. I choose my priorities. And Jesus, you're my number one. So I will make room for you. I will prepare to so you don't feel that you can't live here. Please live in me, God. So you live in me, yeah. I find space for what I treasure. I make time for what I want. I choose my priorities. And Jesus, you're my number one. So I Thank you. 
I will make room. Say, I'm gonna put you first. second thought say move it over say I will make room come on anybody know that we serve a God of miracles signs and wonders Woo. I lay my hands on the sick tell them you Speak a word over blindness, help to see things clear. I can lay my hands on the sick now, tell them you'll be healed. I speak a word over blindness. Help to see things clear Because the Lord said that miracles, signs, and wonders Come on, if you believe that, just put your hands in there Miracles, signs, and wonders Follow those that believe Miracles, signs, and wonders Miracles, signs, and wonders Follow those that be. I lay my hands on the sea. I lay my hands on the oh. What we tell them? Tell them you be healed. We speak a word over nations. I speak a word over nations. Declare the Lord is here. Because the Lord.
more in the monitors please everyone that can stand please stand everyone that can stand lift your hands right where you are we've received so much ministry already we've received a lot of ministry already we've received a lot of ministry already All that's been needed is faith. Faith to believe that God is already here. That this again is a setup. This is a setup. God brought you and I here on the pretense of praise so he could bless you. I'm going to say it again. God brought you and I here on the pretense 
a praise. In other words, all you need to do is praise me because I already have your breakthrough tailor-made for you. So much has been said already. Um, I want to do the necessary protocols because they are in order and then I'm going to get into the words. So many things have been said. So much is going on. I'm really full. I'm very excited and um, I'm blessed. Blessed to be here tonight. Um, thank God for Pastor George and Pastor Regina Moore that are here, that are part of us, son and daughter. Thank God for Pastor Anthony and Esmeralda Marencio and those that come from House of Restoration, all of you elders, deacons, family, friends, visitors. If you're visiting pastor, wave at me. If you're visiting pastor, you may be visiting. God bless you. We thank God for all of you. I thank God for my, my wife, Pastor Deborah. The woman in red had to prophesy tonight. Amen. All right, get your Bible and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. You know, we've been doing Celebration of Praise for many years. Actually started in Milwaukee with Bishop Daryl and Pastor Pam. <laughs> and we have had the privilege of watching time and culture change people. Because Celebration of Praise for so many years was a formal affair. over the years it has lost its glitz and it's lost some of its appeal in that regard and even looking out across the congregation well thank you for joining us I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link the world support our ministry your giving is what moves ministry forward and ministry must move forward so you can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information Bless if you were you blessed by this word, Listen, please subscribe know, and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you. I know us. Because we've had service so early, I know you got plans. You got about three or four other parties you're going to go to. But you ain't going to want to miss this word. You ain't going to want to miss this. So I'm going to let you wrestle already on the inside with all that. 1 Corinthians 2, chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. And it reads, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Bow your heads. Father, I love you. I thank you. I praise you. I'm humbled. I'm honored. I'm overwhelmed every time, every single time I really am. 
Use me for your glory. Speak to me, speak through me, speak to your people exactly what you want them to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to minister tonight, <clears throat> excuse me, a message entitled Comparing Spiritual Things. Comparing Spiritual Things. Comparing Spiritual Things. As easily... As easily, yes, sign at your phone, please. As easily as we can compare the scientific and technological advances of our generation, we should be able to do the same thing in the church. I'm going to say some stuff tonight. As easily as we can compare the scientific and technological advancements of our day, we should be able to, as the body of Christ, do the same thing with our spiritual life. We should be able to identify the advancements God has made in our lives over the past several months. It's true. The reason many of us cannot is because we're not comparing things properly. We would rather compare LeBron to Michael Jordan. And we miss out, we miss out, my brothers and sisters. We miss out on so much that God is doing in our lives because we fail to compare spiritual things with spiritual things. It's, it's in our culture. You're forced to compare your work with your neighbor's work for a promotion. Even within the same household, siblings are compared to each other. You should be more like your brother. Why aren't you like your sister? We don't have the problems out of her. So we're comparing so many natural things that we're not comparing spiritual things. Those of us who receive the Spirit of God, Paul says, we know the things freely given to us by God. He said another way. Well, no, let me, let me do it this way. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Let me, since we're at the end of a calendar year, Gregorian year, do it this way. What spiritual gifts has God given you in 2022? Now, some of you, most of you probably don't even know what it is. But if I ask you if you got a new couch, some new clothes, you know the natural stuff, don't you? You know all the natural gifts that God has given you. 
But the spiritual giftings, you're not quite sure if God gave you anything spiritually in 2022. And you wonder why you're not spiritually happy. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me do it this way. Write down, right now, or use your phone, write down, text type in, one spiritual thing God did for you in the 2022. Just one. Just one thing he's done for you. Just one thing. And, <clears throat> excuse me, if you can't think of anything, then just sit there and feel bad. Because if you can't think of anything, you have nothing to compare it with. You have nothing spiritual to compare anything spiritual in your life right now. You don't know what that means. Let me help you. If you have nothing spiritual that you could compare within your life, how do you know God is doing anything in your life? Number three, how do you know if it's the devil or God? Say la. That's deep. That's deep. I'm about to say something. Because if you can't compare something good God did, why are you complaining about the bad? <clears throat> Here's another question, statement. <clears throat> Excuse me. Has God given you any more of himself this year? Boy, that's really something. Can you really measure the godliness factor in your life? Can you really say God has done more of this in my, he's giving me more patience, more love, more faith. Has, has God given you more of himself that you can, you can identify and you can measure? See, now you're on your way to being able to compare spiritual things with spiritual things. Because until you get there, you don't know what you're looking at. You can't really identify what's going on in your life and who's up to it and who's doing it. Because you could be calling the devil God and God the devil. Do you, do you know more about God now than you did before? Do you understand more about what he's doing in your life now? than in the last season. What spiritual things are you comparing your life with? What are, what spiritual things are you using to measure where you are in God? Is it your cousin? Your boss, 
Now, it's important to understand that Paul, the apostle, is talking to a spirit-filled church called the Church of Corinth that he started, he founded. And they were filled with, he taught the gifts of the Spirit. These were gifted, spiritually gifted people that understood the gifts of the Spirit. They walked and they flowed in the gifts of the Spirit. They were not spiritually ignorant. And neither should we be. So, if you know more about God, then clearly, my brother, my sister, If you've learned more about God, clearly, you know it was God that taught you. I feel a little shaky right here. We family. So by show of hands, how many of you think it's possible to learn about God apart from God? Uh, I know you kind of want it halfway. I ain't going to call your name out. Watch this. Okay, so, so. Only God can reveal God. Only God can reveal God. <clears throat> now, I'm not talking about natural revelation where the sun, moon, and stars tells you there is a God. I'm saying only God can reveal the person of God to you. Only God can make himself known to you. So if God is adding himself to you, God is the one doing it. So now you can compare spiritual things with spiritual things and come to a place where you got a greater understanding of where you are now. Hmm. First Corinthians 2.10, God hath revealed them to us by his spirit, for the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Whatever you and I know about God, the Holy Spirit has searched it out in God and then turned and revealed it to us. Hmm. <clears throat> Write this down. There's elementary stuff, but you'll need it. You're going to need it. Only the Holy Spirit can search everything. Now, I know some of y'all think Siri know everything. Alexa, whatever. No, 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 no. Because Paul said only the Holy Spirit can search the mind of God. Only the Spirit of God knows the mind of God. He's the only one that can search. He's the only search engine that can search the mind of God. So then without the Holy Ghost, you can't know God. And if you stop talking to the Holy Ghost, what you know about God is all you'll ever know about God. Satan does not have access to God. Hmm. Satan does not have 
access to God. He cannot search the mind of God. Let me help somebody. Neither can Satan search your mind. The devil can't read your mind. Tell your neighbor, you need to hear what the man has said. The man of God said, the devil can't read your mind. Some saints think the devil can read, his, read their mind. No. That's why y'all laugh. The devil can't read your mind. <coughs> Satan, my brothers and sisters, cannot be compared to God. Now that's a simple yet profound statement. Satan cannot be compared to God. <laughs> Nor can he compare the things he has done with the things that God has done in your life. I'm going to say that again. Because see, the devil will come to you and he'll say, look what I did for you. God wasn't there for you. Look at I did this, that. And if you are in a weak, vulnerable state, you'll believe the devil has done more for you than God. And some of y'all can't say nothing because you're right there right now. And this is, hear me, hear me, hear me in love. Somebody say, hear the bishop in love. See, this is why so many people are challenged with coming back to church. Because you believe, you've been led to believe the devil has done more for you than God. So you're not comparing the right spiritual things with the right spiritual things. Satan cannot be compared to God. Nor can the things he does be compared to the things God has done in your life. Let, let me, let me, let me let's go. Here's another scripture. Uh, go to Isaiah 46, 5. Isaiah 46, 5. Isaiah 46, 5. King James. God says, to whom will you liken me? God says, who's like me? If you, if, you, if you really want to know me and get deep involved in who I am and, 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 and sit down and think about who's like me. Now, 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 my brothers and sisters, before this can happen, you first got to know God. You don't know what somebody's like until you know them. So we got to get to know God before we can have some spiritual sense. So, so he says through Isaiah, to whom will you liken me? Who, who can you say I'm even like? Who, who, who can you, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you, I'm making this personal. Uh, uh, Bobby, who, who is God like to you? Ricky? Gail, who, who, who can you compare God to? Janet? Susan? Smart as you are, who can you say God has been like to you all your 40 years? Craig. Now I'm getting to real people now. Ain't I? <laughs> who, who can you say God is really like to you, Sean? Who's he really like to you? That's a question. It's not hypothetical. 
Who is he really like to you? Brother Ivy, who is he like? Clementine, just came back from Nigeria. Blessings all over you. What's God like to you now? Is he more like Nigeria? Is he more like America? Who is he like? Who can you compare him to? He goes on to say, and who can you make me equal with? Because when you start comparing somebody, you start making them equal. On the same, who's on the same level as your God? I walked on that side. I'm going to come over here this time. Who is equal to your God? And then he goes on to say, and compare me. All these are synonyms. Like, equal, compare. This is God is asking this question. He asked it hundreds of years ago through Isaiah. He's asking it tonight through me. Who will you liken me, God says, Who will you make me equal with? Who can you compare me with that we may be like? Who in your mind am I just like? God is just like. So now that we've established this, we need to understand that in these last days, Satan is so busy, so active, (laughs) that it's easier for people to believe and compare Satan to God. That's exactly what he wants you to do, which is why he don't want you to come to church. (laughs) You see, God uses times, seasons, and dispensations. Write that down. Times, seasons, and dispensations He uses those to release spiritual power into the earth. God uses times, seasons, you know, call them festivals, moedim. He uses these times and seasons to release times of refreshing. That's what it says in the book of Acts chapter, well, let's read it for you. Acts 3, 19 and 20. Repent. That means change how you think. Stop comparing God to stuff. Stop saying God is like something he's not. Stop calling the creator equal with what he created. Repent ye therefore, Acts 3.19, and be converted. Let some things shift and change in how you think, how you perceive, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out, When times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Somebody say, the presence of the Lord. Lord. Uh, um, Even tonight, when we first got here, and I so appreciate our worship and and, and how we go about what we do. And of course, it's not perfect. And we pray, God, it gets better and more anointed. But but I'm I'm grateful that the songs are Christ-centered, the, the the music, everything is to to get us into the presence of God and to remind us why we're here and who He is and who we are to Him. And by, I'm I'm grateful for that. But but even in the midst of 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 the praise 
And in the midst of the worship, I'm, I'm reminded now of how it's just so hard to get folk to say amen. You know, I, I can remember, I can remember, you know, the dancers were so anointed, you know, it made me get up. You know, because dance will make you want to dance. Singing should make you want to sing. But we're in a time where now we're so used to being entertained that you think we're singing to you and for you and they're dancing for you and you, and you, 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 you ain't forgot how to dance to the Lord. And so, and so since you won't change how you think when you're in his presence, you may not get refreshed. It, it's possible, and I hate to say it, I really do, it's, and it's always been that way, but I really hate to say it as a pastor and a preacher, that it's possible for more and more people to come to church and get nothing out of it. Because you don't know what to compare. You don't know what to look at. You don't know what's for you. <laughs> so it seems that the father, because of his infinite love for his children, at various times and seasons sends Jesus when we need refreshing. The father sends Jesus when we need refreshing. Another way I would say it is, the Father sends Jesus to do CPR. We got a lot of medical people that attend this church, doctors and such. And, and I think they call it um, a trandemic, tra 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 what is it, three, what is it, tridemic, it's three pandemics. And this latest one is, 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 is they claim is a respiratory issue. Am I close? Okay, I don't want to, yeah. yeah, it's a respiratory issue. It's a respiratory issue. Well, in the Old Testament, and this is debatable with various scholars, but in the Old Testament, they, 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 they said the angel of the Lord was a type of Christ. And if you read your Bible, which you should, you'll know who the angel of the Lord is and how he will show up for God's people when, he, when, they, when they needed him. The angel of the Lord show up. He's also called the captain of the Lord's host. And, and, and he would show up for God's people whenever the body of Christ had a respiratory problem. See, see, see when, when you have a respiratory problem, it affects your ability to take in the amount of oxygen you need for your body to function properly. One of the symptoms of, of a respiratory problem is, is called shortness of breath. Shortness of breath. Shortness of breath. And, and shortness of breath can cause other problems. You know, uh, uh, the inability to talk long. <laughs> when, you, when, you can't, when you can't breathe good, you can't talk long. 
Uh, another one is another one is when when you have respiratory problem. Uh, not only do you have the inability to talk long, you also uh, lose the in, the ability to to walk long. You, you can't talk long, and you can't walk long. Let's just break it down. You can't go the distance. You you, you can't go the distance. And see, this is what the enemy is doing right, right now, right now. I'm speaking. I'm not even prophesying. I'm telling you straight truth. The enemy is trying to make the body of Christ weaker and weaker. So you don't open your mouth and speak against sin, speak against wickedness, because you, 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 you got a respiratory problem. You, you're running out of oxygen. You can't breathe good. And then you can't walk long. You can't go the distance. You can't walk by faith. You can't hang in there with God because you're tired. And, and, so, and so because, because the enemy doesn't want us to come together, so we don't come together and talk about that and compare the fact that what you're going through, I'm going through. What? what, what, what? You, that's the devil. It sure is. We're all going through the same thing. But he doesn't want you to know it. So he don't want you to come to church so you can compare what you're going through with what your brother going through. So you think you're the only one going through it so you can look cute and act like you ain't going through it. And I can look handsome like I ain't going through it. But I'm here to tell you the devil is a lie. I ain't got no problem telling you. I told you a few weeks ago. I don't care how much breath I got in my body. I will open up my mouth and I will bless the Lord. And if I got to walk outside and get some fresh air and come back in, I'm going to open up my mouth and I'm going to bless the Lord because nobody compares to him. Nobody has done. What did Pastor Cam say? Nobody. Nobody has done for me and I'm not just talking about in the year 2022. Nobody compares to him. Listen, be, be, be seated please. Be seated please. Be seated please. Pastor said it. Prophesying. Listen. You're not going to shut me up. I have too much to compare. See, see, one of the things that experience does, it gives you a lot to compare. I love you. God bless you, respect you. But you didn't come along too late to tell me God don't heal. You, 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 I didn't see too many miracles at this in this church overseas in my life. Don't 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 tell me what God won't do. Even while I'm in my infirmity, He healing me. Hallelujah. Because I'm comparing what the word says with what I experienced and I know it's true. I'm comparing spiritual things. Spiritual. This is why you need a man of God in your life. Write that down. You need a man of God in your life that can stand flat foot and you can compare spiritual things with spiritual. Because if all you have scientific people then all you'll depend on is science 
So, as I get ready to close, I've got about three or four questions to ask you. Right in your face. Just, you know me. Boom. So here's number one. Question number one for you. How many times will you upgrade your cell phone and not, and not upgrade your prayer life? Because you know, you know when your phone starts acting funny, oh, they're trying to get me to get a new one. I'm trying to get a new one. It's dropping calls and it's, the screen is blank. You, I can't have that. And you still owe $1,700 on that phone. But you can't have that. Because I got to communicate. I know what's going on. You'll upgrade your phone and not upgrade your prayer life. So you know what you're doing? You're telling the devil, I'd rather hear from you than God. Selah. So in fact, you're hearing more from the devil in the world than you are from God. So your knowledge is not to be compared to spiritual knowledge. So you're probably not a person who need to ask a lot of wisdom. Oh, see now, see, 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 go ahead. You didn't like that part. You're not hearing from God. What kind of wisdom do you have? It's called earthly. It's sensual. It's devilish. Because you'll upgrade your cell phone to hear from the world and you won't upgrade your prayer life. So when people ask you questions, you have no wisdom from God. So here we are in the same church, loving each other, giving each other bad advice. Because you ain't got no prayer life. I love you so much, I got to tell you the truth. Yeah, you want to upgrade your prayer life? Do you not know? Somebody sitting in this room after church might come to you and you should have an answer for them or whatever they're going through. But do we think like that? I'm, I know there are people that do, but how many of us truly think like that? Let me move on. Second question, it's related. We're able to hear everyone else with more clarity after we get a new cell phone. But God. You get your new cell phone, now you hear everybody else more clearly, but because you haven't upgraded your spiritual life, your prayer life, you can't hear God clear. You're just as confused today as you were six months ago. You've upgraded your technology. Now you can accomplish tasks faster, yet we lag behind in kingdom building. 
Woo, you're so happy. I got that work done so quick. But that new program is so sweet. I love it. But how much more are we accomplishing for, for God? We're not looking properly at spiritual things. Got GPS trackers that can pinpoint your location so you ain't never lost. <coughs> Yet, <clears throat> you don't know where you are in God. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. We got GPS trackers so that we're never lost, but we don't know where we are in God. Do you know where you are in God? Do, can you 100% say you know exactly where you are in God and where God has taken you? Can you say that? Can any of you in here say that? But you got Google Earth. Tell you latitude, longitude, tell you exactly where you are in this church on the earth. But in God, I don't know. I believe. Watch this, watch this, watch this. I believe, and again, we don't despise prophecy. This is why prophecy has such a hold on you. Because you don't know where you are in God, so you want a prophet to tell you where you are. You need somebody to tell you what you ain't found out yourself. Because you won't compare where you are with the scriptures to find out where you are. So let's finish this. Y'all all right? I, I ain't made you too nervous, has it? Daniel chapter 12, verse 4. But now, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even till the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. So <clears throat> the angel is telling Daniel, uh, uh, stop writing down what I tell you. Uh, stop writing it down. Seal it up till the time of the end. Because that's when knowledge is going to increase. That's when people are going to seek every book religious, scientific, philosophical, every book they can to try to figure out what's really going on, even though I'm telling my people what's going on. God tells Daniel, the last days, it's going to be so much knowledge released. It's going to be so much revelation flowing. He said, people are going to get an understanding of what's really going on. They really want to know. Luke 8 16 through 18. No man, hear this, no man when he hath lighted a candle, covereth it with a vessel, or putteth it under a bed, but he sets it on a candlestick, that it may, uh, that it, they which we enter in may see the light. Verse 17. For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest. Neither anything hid that shall not be made known and come abroad. Verse 18. Take heed, therefore, how you hear. Ah. Be careful how you hear, for whosoever hath to him shall be given. So what he's saying is learning the mysteries of the kingdom and the things that have been hidden for generations will be based on your ability to hear. 
your ability to compare what you hear with the truth. Please hear me. See, this parable is talking about hidden knowledge and revelation. That's what light is. When the light comes on, you're able to see and understand. So when, when a man or a, per, or a woman, when a person comes into a room and turns the light on, now all of a sudden whatever is hidden is, is, is can be seen. But the parable says nobody turns a light on and doesn't want you to see. So since the light is on, why be ignorant? Since the light is on, let's compare the right stuff. Since the light is on, let's get over here and say, this is what we really need to be looking at. <clears throat> what enhances spiritual knowledge is the ability to focus. Write that down. What enhances spiritual knowledge is the ability to focus. It's the ability to pay attention to what you hear. That's why you shouldn't be shouting and dancing when the preacher's preaching. That's the time to listen. <laughs> Amen. In Luke 8, 18, Jesus says, so pay attention to how you listen. Those who understand these mysteries will be given more knowledge. However, some people don't understand these mysteries. Even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. Make sure you know what you're comparing. Don't compare the wrong thing because it could get you in trouble. See, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things is you knowing where they came from. You don't want to call the occult a religion. Let me say it another way. You don't want to call a woman a man and a man a woman. Let me say it another way. You don't want to call sin love. Everybody need love. Everybody's got a right to love. It's just love. So, when we compare spiritual things with spiritual things, what will eventually begin to happen, which is what we need to happen yesterday, is our doctrine will get purer. Write it down, please. Our doctrine will get purer. Our faith will get stronger. Our teachings will get clearer. Our understanding will get greater. And our actions will be more powerful. I'll say them all again. As we learn how to compare spiritual things with spiritual things, our doctrine will get purer. In other words... We won't make, we just grace cover everything. Just, <laughs> after a while, ain't nobody a sinner. The devil ain't even a sinner no more. Just grace. <clears throat> and some of y'all laughing, but there are people that believe in the restitution of all things or the restoration of all, that the devil going to be restored one day. 
that's, that's just that's wrong. So as we grow in knowledge, we grow in grace, and we're able to compare spiritual things, our doctrine gets purer. That should happen. The older you get as a, as a believer, some stuff, oh, no, 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 no. No, that, that's just a sin. We ain't going to talk about That's just a sin. No, 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 no. No, that's a sin. You, you, don't, you don't question certain things. You just know it's a sin. See, now that, see, see you, you in your 20s and 30s, you, you get one, one, one week, you know, something is sin, and next week it ain't. That's why you up and down in church, because you, when you feel like you ain't sinning, you come. <laughs> you happy because you ain't a sinner. <laughs> oh, my God, it made me thirsty. Then you get some new friends. You get it. I ain't gonna. So our doctrine should get pure. Our faith should get stronger. Our teaching's clearer. It's clear what Jesus meant. Our understanding gets greater. You understand greater. <clears throat> I mean, I mean, I mean, I should say this. Uh, and it'll be so controversial, it could throw some of y'all off the whole message. But, <clears throat> my God. I'm going to try it. Why in the world did we need a Defense of Marriage Act? Somebody didn't even know, never even heard what it is. If you do the research, you'll understand it was a political ploy. Why do you need to defend marriage when it's already established? <clears throat> oh, you need to throw a little something else extra in there that you can try to bring up later on. Cash bail. Our understanding needs to get greater. Because if we're supposed to be spirit-filled believers, it shouldn't matter if you're a Republican or Democrat. The Holy Ghost trump all that. I know what's true. I know what to compare. Holy Ghost told me. <laughs> Same got to do with Frederick Douglass. It's amazing to me. I'm, I'm, I didn't put half my foot in the shoe. It's amazing to me today with all of the history we have that anybody can read that some of us are still where we are in our understanding. No wonder it's hard to get anything done in the church. Let me finish this message. I'm so sorry. I got caught up. Haggai chapter 2, verse beginning at 6. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, 
Yet once in a little while, I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. And I, verse 7, will shake the nations and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house. Somebody say God's house. He said, I'm going to fill my house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine. The gold is mine. Come on, prophetess Deborah, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. Notice God says in verse 9. The glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former, saith the Lord of hosts. Hmm. Verse number three in Haggai chapter two. We ought to read this before I say this next few statements. Haggai two, (coughs) excuse me, and three. Who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory. And how do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison? Somebody say comparison. (laughs) He says, is it not in your eyes as comparison as nothing? God tells his people to compare the first temple built with the second temple built. He says, make Spiritual comparison. The house represents not just the, the, it's the people of God. It's it's the whole economy of God. So God tells his people, compare the house. Now, for those of you that don't know Bible history, as you should, the first temple was built by Solomon. It had all the gold and it had all the carvings. It was beautiful. It was glorious angels and seraphim. It was was magnificent. It was destroyed. The second temple was built by Zerubbabel. It wasn't all that. It wasn't all that. It really wasn't about much. In fact, the Bible says when Zerubbabel was building it, the old heads is like, they cried. It's like, you going to build that for God? But here's the thing that God's trying to say to us. If you compare the house built by Zerubbabel with the one built by Solomon, it falls short every time. You'll be embarrassed, disappointed. There are wonderful people watching, wonderful people in here. Some of you would come to church if we built a new building. Some of y'all said you ain't coming till we build it. And then also there are wonderful people in here and watching. Y'all said too often to me, you kind of stopped. I'm kind of glad you did. Remember how it used to be? Remember how I used to be in the house? Look at you, look at you. You're comparing what it used to be with how it is without adding into the equation 
What makes it like this now? Why is it like it used to be? Because you ain't like you used to be. Remember how you used to pray? Remember how you used to praise God? Remember you, I'm talking to you, I'm going to mention your name now. Remember how you used to praise God? I, I used to watch some of y'all run up and down here. I ain't seen you do it in a while. Remember how we would fast and pray? Fill the church up. Three, four hundred people here fasting every night, praying. Where you at now? Comparing spiritual things. So let me finish. When God says through the prophet Haggai, my God, the glory of the latter house will be greater than the former. God's not talking about gold pillars, carvings of angels. He's not talking about the materials, the architecture. You know what made the glory of the latter house? Let me, let me show you. <clears throat> Matthew 26, 55. Jesus is speaking. He says, in the same hour, Jesus said to the multitudes, <clears throat> are you come out against us as a thief in, with swords and staves for to take me? This is just before they're going to take him to crucify him. Watch what he says. He says, I sat daily with you teaching in the temple. I sat in your temple every day teaching you. That's where the glory was. The glory was Jesus in the temple. See, y'all come here. You want all this glorious stuff. You want all this stuff. And you, you, you overlooking the word. When I'm, I'm, the glory is in here right now. The glory is coming out of my mouth. The word. But you don't know how to compare spiritual things. So you're missing the word. Jesus said, I was in the temple every day. And you missed me. Because you wanted a position. You wanted politics. You wanted to get your business going. You wanted to get your wife. You wanted to get your husband. You, you all that stuff on your mind. And you're missing the glory. Because you don't know how to compare spiritual things. Lift your hands right there. Because he's talking about you. He's talking about you. You come here to get what you want. It's not about him. Jesus said it. I sat in the temple every day. Jesus went to the temple every day. The glory. Remember John? First John? I mean, John 1 1. In the beginning was the word, word with God. And we beheld his glory in the temple every day. But they weren't concerned about the glory, they weren't concerned about the word. They were comparing natural things with natural things. They made the church a natural 
organization that just did social work, political work, and not kingdom work. And so tonight, my brothers and sisters, it's time to ask the Holy Ghost back into your life. If you ever had him, it's time for you and I to ask the Holy Ghost back into our lives, to take the preeminent space. Stand on your feet, please. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Ask the Lord. Repent and ask the Lord to fill you again. Repent and ask the Lord to fill you again. Repent and ask the Lord to refresh you. We need a refreshing. We're not comparing the right things. We're not looking at the right things. We're not weighing the right things. We're not investigating the right things. We're missing some things. We're not understanding things clearer. Oh, God, you said in Hebrews, by now we ought to be teachers, but we still need somebody to teach us because we don't know how to compare spiritual things with spiritual things. We're confused about who we are and whose we are and what the purpose of the church is and what my role is in the church and why should I even come to church. And I'm, I'm confused, so I don't even know how to pray and what to pray. And the Bible says when you have the Holy Ghost, when you don't know how to pray, the Holy Ghost will help you pray. So just to cut down on time, just come to the altar if you need a move of God in your life. If you need a bona fide true move of God. Just come. I don't care what your title is. It doesn't matter where you came from, where you drove from. It doesn't matter. You need a move of God in your life because you know now you've been looking at so many things goofy and wrong and you don't even have the understanding that you need because you don't know how to compare spiritual things with spiritual things. I don't even know what I'm looking at, God. I don't know what I'm looking at. <clears throat> Tell you what I heard just now. You don't even know if you're looking at a bad marriage because you ain't looking at the right stuff. You don't know if you're looking at a bad business deal because you don't know what to compare a good business deal with. You don't know what you're looking at. Come on, be honest. You could have everything wrong. You can be sincerely wrong because you don't have the right things to compare and make the right decision. Tonight, it's time. Somebody has been comparing the wrong things for too long. And God sent me here with this message to get you back on track. To get you. There's nothing wrong with your heart. 
You got the wrong information in your heart. You've been looking at the wrong information. It's no different than a, a, a detective. You can't solve the case until you get on the case. You can chase the wrong person for years and never find the right person. It's not a matter of you wanting. It's a matter of you getting the right information. Tonight, God wants you to shift. He's trying to shift you. Trying to get you to see things that are spiritual, not emotional. Pastor, would you join me up here? Shackles are being broken, even as you prophesy. Just go as you led, woman of God. Go as you led. God says, Who is like me? Who can you put beside God and say, that's just like God? That's what some of you have been doing. You've been putting things beside God. Trying to make a template of God. So it can be easy for you to put it next to the next thing to see if it's God. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. Father, we thank you for moving your people to a holy place in you. Moving your people to a place of peace. That's what he said in, in Haggai. He said, the glory of the latter house is going to be greater than the former. In that latter house, there will be peace. It's about peace, y'all. When are we going to learn the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Peace. When everybody's trying to do right, peace come. When I know you're trying to live right, I know you ain't trying to hurt what God is doing. I know you ain't trying to hurt what God is building. I have peace. But if I'm not sure that what you're doing isn't trying to sap. If I'm not sure you're not a sand ballad and a Tobias, I ain't gonna never have no peace if I don't know if you're a sand ballad and a Tobias. I ain't gonna never open my heart to you if I don't know whether you're a sand ballad or a Tobias. But when, once we know you can be trusted, we all have peace. I speak peace over you in the name of Jesus. I speak peace over you in the name of Jesus. I speak peace over you in the name of Jesus. What is like me? What can you compare me to? What have you let the devil tell you is like me that ain't me? What are you letting influence you that ain't me? What are you letting influence you that ain't me? What are you letting the devil convince you He's done for you, and I haven't done more. It ain't me. If it didn't come from my spirit, it ain't me. Because no man can call Jesus cursed. They got the Holy Ghost. 
come against the spirit of deception name of Jesus strengthen your servants now listen I want you to go back to your seats please I want you to turn and go back to your seat I want you to get an offering in your hand. And I want you to get prepared to give it, whether you use your device or however you do it. The worship team is going to come. And we're going to worship and pray over this offering. And hear this. Hear this well. When you really know who God is, your offering goes to him and nobody else. Some of you have been sowing and you have been given into the kingdom because you don't really know him. You haven't identified, you haven't identified who your savior is. You don't fellowship with him on a consistent basis. Remember Jesus said, I came to the temple every day. Did you listen? Did you show up? Or were you in some other temple in some other place, listen to another teacher. Because that's who you gave your offerings to. Lift your hands. Father, we, we can't afford to waste our money and waste our worship and waste our praise and waste our tithe and our offering. We have to know who we're giving it to. We have to understand the mysteries of your kingdom. We have to have an understanding of what our purpose and destiny is. We can't just keep going through the motions hoping things work out. It's time to know who you are and know who we belong to. Yes, Jesus. The Father blessed the gifts and the givers. Bless everyone that desires to give, even those watching. <sighs> Let this be a transformational moment in all of our lives. Yes, God. Jesus' name. Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're going to worship. We love you. Happy New Year. We don't see you again till the morning. But we're going to worship out here like we always do. Bless you very much. Thank everyone for making this evening possible as we always do. Bless you. Worship with us. Hallelujah. How many know that God won't fail? Anybody know that he won't fail? Come on, put your hands together and just celebrate the fact that God has never failed you and he won't fail you yet.
Here we go. All of your problems, all of your pain, all of your trouble, you can give it to Jesus. All of your burdens, all of your cares, even your struggles, you can give it to Jesus. Cause he won't fail, he won't fail, he won't leave you, no he won't fail, so he won't fail.